0: Welcome, everyone, back to another episode of the Voodoo Podcast. I am honored to be joined by one of the founding members of the Chicago Haunt Builders. His home haunt is located in Lake in the Hills and is called Haunt 31. If you're in the Illinois haunt industry community and you haven't heard of the legend of Haunt 31, you've got to be living under a rock. He's also helped out with the Gobert's Haunted House. And I have to say, I am a big fan of his Christmas display as well, mostly due to the Patrick Kane and Jonathan Tay's Santa cutouts that are in the windows. But welcome to the Voodoo Podcast, Toby Rolson.
1: Thanks. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Did I miss anything in that intro? Uh, Feel free to let the viewers know a little bit more about uh, everything that you do or are part of that I might have missed
1: there. No, you touched on the Goberts. Uh, Goberts, so I built the... uh, Props around their half-mile train ride, which is all outdoors. I built their entire haunted house, uh, which I believe is 12 rooms as well. And their shooting gallery. So you're shooting tennis balls at my props as well. Um, nice. And each year we add more and, and build, maintain, whatever. Um, so good relationship with them. And then Haunt 31, you, you hit it. I think this is year 24, I think, for us.
0: Holy cow. Well, I am 25, just to kind of put that into perspective. So you guys have been doing this for quite a long time. You are, uh, in my book, professionals. But when you first started Haunt 31, did you know that it was going to grow
1: to become this massive? No. The only reason we had any inkling, or the only reason it's Haunt 31, so a lot of people use their street address, right? We almost went Haunt 340, which is our address. Okay. But I said, you know, someday we might want to move. And if you set everything with your street address and then you move, you're starting over. So we figured, you know what, we're going to go on 31 Halloween's on the 31st. It made sense. The website was available. The license plates were available. So we (laughs) ran with it and um, it's good. It's, it's grown out of control. And if we ever move, we can take that with us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You mentioned the license plate. I know a lot of people customize their, their plates for, uh, you know, I think holiday habits. I think they have theirs. Uh, as custom license plates and a couple others, especially there are some places that rent out a whole hearse, and then they make it the license plate of the hearse as well, or just even own a hearse. We we here at Voodoo on vassar we've always thought of you know if we were to do a because ours is a, a full walkthrough kind of like your garage, and uh, we, we would move it and keep the Voodoo title. It wouldn't necessarily be on vassar anymore, but uh, yeah, we we had to do a little bit of thinking on that one as well. So I totally understand that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we have Haunt 31 on one car and we have Haunted House on the other car.
0: Nice. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to ask you where the uh, 31... I always just thought, you know, 31st day of the month, too, which, you know, is Halloween it out itself, well. yeah. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mentioned that uh, the origins of uh, Chicago Haunt Builders, the listeners and myself may have learned a little bit about that from when we had Jim Slanker on the podcast. But what do you remember about the early days that really kind of widens the scope and changes the perspective of how people see Chicago Haunt Builders today?
1: So Chicago Haunt Builders has definitely morphed into something different. It was originally just a build group. We were a build group. It it started with another name. Um, the leader at that point was a diehard uh, party person and all they wanted to do was to get together and be social. The build was just kind of a in the way Um, we really, I mean, myself and a crew of of diehards, we want to build that. That's the goal, right? We want to teach people what we know. We want to learn what other people know. We want to build. Um, so we, I, I, I finally got fed up one day at work and I created Chicago Haunt Haunt Builders. I think there were 58 people, I think originally, um, in the old group. And I think 57 defected within like 24 hours. Um, we had a t-shirt design, we had t-shirts on order. Like it happened fast. Um, and then we started building, you know, we just started, it, it, it was close knit. It started with, if you didn't participate in a build in a year, we'd kick you out. You could always come back. But I mean, it was really, it was really geared towards building. You know, we would have three to five builds a year and we'd hope that you would at least come to one, even if you just hung out. Um, it has changed. Now it's, it's kind of an open door. Um, Jim has changed it to the Facebook group. Um, we really let almost anyone in, unless they're spam or something like that, you know. But no, when we let anybody in. Um, there's a ton of lurkers. Um, we can't expect everybody to come to builds. Um, the dynamic has changed to more of just a, a hangout, but really we need to keep it as a build group. You know, it's fun that people hang out. It's fun that we have a lot of social events and stuff. But the, the, the key there is to build, right? We need to we need to share that. Yeah. And when you say build, build isn't just mean I'm gonna take pieces of something and put it together. It could be I buy something at Home Depot and I modify it to make it mine, right? Like there's yeah. so many cool props now. Um so it, it people are like, Oh, I bought this, I'm not a part of the group. No, you absolutely are. It's just it's yours now. You know, how do you display it? How do you present it? Whatever. I had just uh, spoken the last episode to the creative
0: director and producer of Terra roulette. That's opening up in South Barrington. And they were telling me the same thing is that, you know, you buy a prop always, always, always kind of make it your own, whether it's how you display it or how you change it and make it your own so that it's not the same. And, and I've, mentioned this in other episodes too is the haunt builders do we do a great job at that to not to pat ourselves on the back but more so the ones that that, like you said go to the actual builds i haven't really made it out to many myself but uh the the ones who are getting those uh the um i forget what you guys call them the watchers is it the with the lantern
1: that that was yeah
0: yeah and and those builds that's all time one of my favorite props that the chicago haunt builders come together and build because you can display him in so many different, I mean, most of the time that skeleton, he's on the top part of a casket, but it can be coming out of a ground, out of, out of, out of one of your, um, you know, fence posts. If you have like those tall, wide, either they're made out of foam or, or wood, but the, the fence posts and he's up there with the lantern and, and he spins around. So everybody does a little bit of a, of a different display with that creature. So you'll see it at all these houses, but it'll, it'll be, um, you know, everybody's own personal creative touch to it, which is very nice. Yeah, so um, we have
1: that Haunt Builder's Haunt uh, list, which has gotten really big. But last yeah. year, I think I was like 112 of the people in our group. Um, lunchtime, after work, nights and weekends. Um, during the day, I can't get out at night, obviously. Right. Um, but I still, as a Haunter, you know what it looks like at night if you see it during the day. And same thing, I saw the props that were made in the group. I'm like oh look at there's that you know but it's you're right it's different you know how do they present it how do they paint it how do they finish it yeah absolutely I was just gonna mention
0: did you know that it would get so big to the point where that Chicago home builder the list itself has 500 houses listed and like you mentioned there's a bunch of lurkers that means there's not that's not even everybody that's not even people who no. are just there to socialize with us and enjoy the holiday and then also there are people who have decorated houses and just don't want to list. So that 500 is just a subset of us. And oh my god, it was I have the list literally sitting here in front of me and I just I can't wrap
1: my head around it. <laughs> yeah. So I I I have printed the entire list for people every year and I distribute, you know, 12, 15, whatever the double-sided pages are. I think this is the first just we're not. the First year we're not. I think we're just the QR code. And I might do some of the local ones, because a lot of people are like, hey, I'm, I'm up here. Where do I go from right. here? You know, within 20 miles or so. Um, but we'll see. Obviously, the QR code is huge. People can grab it in their car, and they can put it in their phone. And what's cool about the map is it shows you where you're at. So you can just say, hey, this one's close. Let me go see that. So
0: yeah, uh, you guys have a really saturated area up there because there's a lot in Algonquin and Huntley, and there's so many really good ones up to see uh, up there to see. Uh, I know you probably got your kind of small knit community even within the haunt builders group with all of your uh, I'll call neighbors, haunt neighbors, basically. Uh, but yeah, we always make it a point. I think this year we have you on the schedule for uh, Indigenous Peoples Day, Columbus Day, that Monday that we have off. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, we try to plan the routes accordingly and, and get it to like 10 or 15 houses in a night on the nights that we're off. But uh, how is that community up
1: there up there north by you? It's pretty good. I mean, it's not, you know, it's funny because you think of like high school, right, with a little cliques of people. It's yeah, definitely I, not. No. I mean, obviously, because we're close, uh, we help one another with some things. You know, holiday habits is right up the street. Um, Halloween town, not too far away. He's traveling a lot for work, so just what can you do to help him and that kind of thing. Um, Gavin, I don't know what the name of his font is, but obviously he's a kid in the group uh, up in Crystal Lake, not too far. Um, He helps me put up ours. I go there and help him with things. So it's it's convenient because we're close. But I'm sure that same dynamic is in each area, right? I'm sure the people around Jim Slanks are the same way. Yeah, Southern Illinois are the same way. I I mean, it's just because you're there. Um, The disappointing part is. People can't travel as easily, right? The, the more their haunt grows, they're like me, the harder it is to get out. So right now they might be able to, but three years from now they can't. So I guess my advice to anybody just starting out is enjoy it while you can.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, we are more actor driven actor based so when we open up and we're the full walkthrough we only do it like 12 nights a year but we're we're building from september last year was actually from august but we're building from september and then we take those first two weeks of october and even so kind of the stuff that's open that last week of september to really go out and enjoy that kind of stuff but as the years have gone on even this year we're starting to feel a little bit where the more we build up you know like you said it's it's harder and harder to get out to go see the other things. So, yeah, there is there is quite a bit of that. But we st- we still make it a point. It's bit, the the way I even got into this, my tradition I've mentioned it previously is that my dad and I always used to go to the southern houses. We were in Westchester and there was always uh mayhem on Mansfield in Burbank oh. and uh then uh well, the Nephilim and Spirits on spro came later, but um you know, you had uh you had like Hell's Corner and Ghosts in the Grey, all these other ones that were in those south suburbs freaky frights on forest avenue and i'm going to touch on them in just a moment but i haven't really known the northern crew so to speak uh until just a couple it might even even be a decade now that we've been going up uh to see your display and everybody else but more so now that i'm in Schomburg and it's we're kind of in the middle of everything so You're lucky like middle, I was, yeah like I was saying, we, we were able to plan those routes a little nicer and then, you know, take a, a day where we go north or take a day where we go south. But um, you, with how busy the schedule gets and how busy you get, like you said, you can't go anywhere. You have something unique because um, you have half of your street blocked off due to how much foot traffic that you get. And I talk about how, you know, you've been around for 24 years is what you mentioned and how that, that community, everything pops up and, you know, you're starting to help somebody else with their haunt. Did you, did you, I've only seen this done a couple of times with freaky frights on forest, which I just mentioned Shirley's house of the dead in Orland park. And then even Jim Slanker himself with Canyon trail a little bit, But I know there was a serious incident that kind of called for this, but this is also a testament to how popular your setup is and how many people you get walking through yours a year.
1: Yeah, I mean, the community treats it as an event, right? So the the police put up no parking signs on one entire side of the street, almost for a mile. Um, They want to make sure that people are safe, not only, you know, walking and parking. I mean, it's a residential area. You park on both sides of the street and the cars are trying to get through. It's a hazard. Plus, you have people trying to cross the street. So the, the police definitely help out. Um they patrol and they ticket because of that. They ticket for safety, right? People are in front of fire hydrants, in front of people's driveways. They're gonna they're gonna walk up first and they'll try to see if they can figure out whose car it is and tell them to move. And if not, they're gonna ticket. Um the busy nights, we've had the police stand on the end of our driveway, and then of course you freak out, oh my gosh, they're gonna shut us down. And it turns out they're just here to hang out. You know, they're they're like, hey, you know what? There's so many people. The opportunity of something happening is there. We're going to, we're going to hang out. Um, so the community supports it. Um, the city loves it. I talked to the director of parks and recreation a few years back. They love it because of all the people that come, you know, they, you know, if you're, if you're in Lockport and you drive an hour and a half to get up here, you're going to make an evening of it. You're going to go to dinner, most likely in Lake in the Hills. And then you're going to yeah. come see us, you know, and then head back. So the city's like, Hey, bring it, you know, That is just, I mean, the whole
0: concept of that is, is gotta feel a little bit self-rewarding and and fulfilling because that is just crazy how it's grown into that. What was the the drive or maybe the thought process when it came to starting Haunt 31 and compared to how it is
1: now? So Haunt 31 obviously started like everybody else. I think we had two great stuff, zombies that I had, you know, squirted a bunch of great stuff into some clothing. And I had a, a two story spider web that I, I tied together out of, um, clothesline, um, some signs and some like plywood tombstones, you know, the way everybody starts yeah. and, um, the city, so they Hills, they still do it today, but they have a contest for the spookiest house. Um, so I joined and I tied for scariest house. I'm like, what, well, what guy ties, you know, that, that's, that's <laughs> losing. There's no tie. So. <laughs> yeah. I spent every minute and every lunch break just just searching, and that's where I found Halloween L. Uh, it was a now it's a Facebook group, but it used to be a, a email group on Yahoo. I found some of the others, Methods of Madness, Garage of Evil, some of the larger groups, and just started hanging out like the Chicago Haunt Builders does. Um, I, I found the Monster List of Halloween, which even though it's not updated, it's still there, and oh my gosh, there's so many projects. And I'll tell you, the thing that hooked me was Two Scary Guys. So the Two Scary Guys website has the Body Slinger, which was my first pneumatic ever. I copied it. Okay. um, And when the city came to judge, I was hanging out in the front of the window, and I pushed a button, and that thing came jumping out. And the the girls went running down the street, and I'm like, I won. And I did. (laughs) Um, And and you're hooked. It just kept going from there. Um, That was the driving force, right, to win a contest. Um, Yeah. Fast forward about five years in. And it was people coming and signing our guest book. This is the fifth year we've come. My family loves this. This is the sixth year. Every single year, you know, and and hundreds of signatures in these guest books um, from people that are like, it's a family tradition, you know, blah, blah, blah. I didn't have that but as a child. I I don't really have those types of memories. So for me to provide that for people, it doesn't matter how bad their childhood is at home. They come here. They're going to see it, enjoy it, and they'll remember coming every year. For the rest of their life so That's if nice. i could, if i could build a haunt 31 in every state across the country i absolutely would i don't charge it's all at my dime um and i think a lot of the extreme haunters would as well it's it's a it's a community i guess gathering type thing
0: well be careful there because knowing you 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 would do it you'd you'd build in all 50 states and you'd be my running all 50 of them at the powerball
1: ticket today so who knows <laughs>
0: Yeah. One of the other questions going off of the whole uh, creating the Haunt Builders thing is back at Midwest Haunters Convention this past summer, you went up to the booth and somebody brand new to the group, I'm sure, asked you if you wanted to be a part of it. How how often do people not realize that you are the Haunt 31 guy? (laughs)
1: Um, it happens, it happens all the time. So yeah, we, we had mentioned that uh, at, at Midwest Haunters, they said, hey, do you want to join uh, Chicago Haunt Builders? And I'm kind of <laughs> like, I started Chicago Haunt Builders? I'm like, yes. oh, um, yeah, and, I mean, it, it happens. I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not, I, I have a face for radio, right? So that this is a perfect <laughs> thing this podcast. So um, it, it, it works. But no, I, I've, it's funny how many people know the haunts, but don't know me. So I, I was in Roselle at work and on route 20, there's these hardware. I was just buying some screws that I do at lunch and the people in front of us were buying something Halloween. I'm like, and I just made some comment. And she's like, Oh, if you like Halloween, you have to go see this house. It's in Lake <laughs> in the Hill, a little bit of drive. And I'm like, really? You know?" Like, <laughs> so it depends. I, I've had the same thing happen when I was down in Plainfield where you're just talking with people. Um, I actually just changed dentists. And I was talking to my new dentist and she, just again, you know, what are your hobbies and stuff? Cause she's new. And I'm like, Oh, I'm big into Halloween. She's like, Oh, I have the house. You have to go see. And I'm like, really? You know? And I'm just like, so she's telling me all about it. And I just let her, I just let her do the whole thing. And she gets all done and she goes, it's you, isn't it? Like, it was just, so, sick. <laughs> so oh, I'm like with a dentist, but if I had a salary, oh, yeah. you know, but,
0: Yeah, that's crazy. I think that house is really close nearby me. That's so, so funny. I live in the basement. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is, that is hilarious. I will
1: say though, you know, in communities now, neighbors don't talk to each other. I don't know how it is by you, but people move in you might, you you wave your hand at them and that, but there's, they're not talking. You're not out there conversing. You're not having a bonfire in the backyard. I will say the display has changed that. We're, I think we're closer with our neighbors. People that are yeah. two blocks away will come in the middle of summer and just start talking. Um, there was a guy here yesterday, he's actually quite a ways away, but his wife's from Transylvania and he just stood and he talked to wow. us about Transylvania and how how she's impressed with our display and just and, and it's I you know I mentioned earlier in the podcast, it's a sense of community. And I think that's really what what this whole thing is about, right? Just having people talk because they just don't do that anymore. Everything's social media and and hiding behind a screen.
0: Yeah, uh, we, we, we have a pretty nice tight knit community. There's a I, I mentioned before on the podcast there's a couple new people that have moved in and they have also they have newborns so I'm always worried that what we do may, you know, disrupt the family life but no everybody's been pretty good. And and like you said it, is, it be makes it a much more tight knit community here. We used to do block parties as well here and uh, we kind of went away from that, but uh, yeah, it it keeps everybody, we're in a cul-de-sac too. So we kind of maybe have a leg up because, you know, we walk out the front door and these people are like right on top of us too. But um, yeah, I, you definitely start to see the community come together a little more like when, especially when you're in a place like Schaumburg and all of a sudden you start to see other houses pop up and you're like, did I do that? And let me go meet these people, you know? So Definitely. And if you're impressing the Transylvanians, you're doing something right. You know, they got the vampires. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, and the logo that I mentioned, you know, the little new bats on the fence, that's, I guess, very, that, that exact bat is very prominent on a lot of buildings and stuff.
0: So okay, it's just yeah. like you
1: hit it right on the head, you chose the right thing. I'm like, all right, well, this is something I found online, but okay. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Is there a way for you to track how, how many people you get a year foot traffic
1: wise, or has it become so big now? It has. So all of my sensors use a laser that goes across the sidewalk and it runs the props. So I have several methods of tracking. One, I track several of the props I have counters in. So every time the prop cycles, I count that prop. Um, okay. Obviously, somebody can see that 15 times, the count's off. So we'll do a divider depending on how many people we think have run around and use that number. The the main number is right at the main sidewalk. It's the, it's the thinnest area of the entire haunt. I have a counter about waist level. And so when people come through, all it's doing is counting people. Um, And I usually take that number each night and divide it by three. I figure you're going to have the people that go around one time, and you're going to have the kids that go around five times. It averages out if I divide it by three. Um, Last year was just under 20,000 people walking through my front yard. Um, I look at it as, even if they weren't individuals, my props went 20,000 times. I had that Jeez. many feet on my lawn. You know, the police had to deal with that many cars. So is it is, nuts. You know, regardless of how the number, it's still a real number of people walking down that sidewalk. So
0: so what I'm hearing is when I come visit you guys this year, I'm going to have to find that tripwire and just run I my just foot through there, as right. many times as I can. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh, that is insane. You have to find them, mean, all of them. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true, true. <laughs> I'll just stand there for a couple hours and 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 make sure it just goes off as many times as possible, but oh my goodness. Um so I mean, I know Poison Props just came out with this uh Archangel creature that you've already had in yeah, your haunt for cool. years. Um Hellsgate just purchased one of those at Transworld they were saying in one of their first um days of the living dead episodes. But that was, uh, was that how you got yours? And honestly, I think that is personally your coolest prop because of the audio that comes with it. And talk about setting that one up too. That one is intense.
1: Yeah. So he's up on top of the mausoleum. So again, it's how it's presented, right? 10 people can buy that prop and it's going to be presented 10 different ways. And ours, it's above your head. You are walking through a building and as you're walking through, this thing's above your head. Um, so that in itself is really cool. And then the way that building is, it's all steel structure with cells and that mausoleum some days has real actors inside. So now you're distracted. You're watching the poison props up on top. You walk through and all of a sudden you get another scare coming, coming, at, you know, as you go through. Um, and again, it just depends on how it's presented. Um, yeah, I personally don't think in our display, it would fit anywhere else. Like that's where it belongs. That is so
0: cool. Yeah, they talk about the art of the scare and having the viewer lift their head up because then your neck's exposed, and that is kind of your um, vulnerable place. You know, when you're when you're off kilter is when you're looking up at something else, distracted, and not so much looking down, which is kind of weird because you know. As a, uh, uh, um, my mom's pretty short, not, not to call her out, but you know when she is down here, sometimes I can scare her from up above, which is a hint for our haunt when we when I climb up on the roof. But I won't give too much away. Uh, I want to go back to yours. We are kind of in cahoots though because you mentioned the. Um, contests the community contests and I know that you have a connection family connection wise with uh Matt Nossett over at Greenbrier Cemetery yes. who of course also does our home haunters hack every episode and I know he was trying to reach out to you and me to then judge the Gilberts event I am doing it this year yes that is awesome. Uh, did he? Uh, he had texted me a couple of dates. I don't know if any of them worked for me. I'm gonna try to work around it, but um, I'm I'm excited to do that. But w- yeah, it's you... tough. I mean,
1: the good news is it's still kind of small, so we can get out and do it. It's gonna be a Sunday night, so I can get out and do it. Okay, um, but it's exciting. It's I mean, when you think about it, it's exactly the reason that I got so big. People judged my hunt. I tied for first place, and like I said, what guy ties, right? Same yeah, these people are 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 putting something in the yard. It doesn't matter if it's a single pumpkin or if it's a whole thing. They're trying. And and that's that's what it's all about.
0: Yeah. How did you – was it uh, Matt's dad and you? How, how is that yeah. family so connection? Matt's,
1: I dad was forgetting. Bob, yeah, Matt's dad, Bob, and I worked at a company years ago. Um, he was inventory, and I was uh, quality and engineering. And we just started talking one day about Halloween, and I'm like, oh, you should come see what we do. And so he did. And he's like, oh, my gosh. And then he started helping us because we had already started growing. Um, And Matt actually had come many times. He was here um, acting. Actually, the first couple of years he was acting in stilts, walking around the yard, scaring people, and he was a natural. He just absolutely loved it. And then fast forward, now he has his own family and his own house, and he's doing it as well. And again, that means we succeeded. You know, it's, it's the next generation is going to do it. His neighborhood is enjoying it. I'm sure because of the contest that he's part of, more people are jumping in, so.
0: Took the words yeah, right it, out of my mouth. I was going to say the next generation, you're already influencing them.
1: Yeah, it needs to, I mean, if it hasn't already, it needs to be bigger than Christmas. You know, Christmas is great, but it's very commercial. You mentioned our, our haunt for Christmas. It's different. You know, we kind of do the nightmare before Christmas thing. We have the skeleton Santa and the skeleton elves that are, like, taking lights off the tree versus putting <laughs> them on Um it's, it's meant to be comical, not morbid in any way, but Christmas is so commercialized. You can just go buy a bunch of stuff and you throw it in your yard and it's the same in everybody's yard. If you can be creative like you can for Halloween, why not do that? And I think that's why Halloween is success, so successful because you can, it's that creativity. It, it, hey, look what I took and I took this piece of foam and look what I made, you know, and that's fantastic
0: you know i've i've always talked about it as halloween is easier because the weather especially in our region hopefully knock on wood is nicer than christmas because when you're in, when you're in the christmas mode it's snowing outside it's cold you don't want to get out of the car to see the display but you put it in a really good way there that i i guess subconsciously i've thought of but never really kind of formulated that is that yeah it is a lot more commercialized and there is no art of a scare. Cause there is no scare when it comes to Christmas typically. So you can't like build and construct something differently than how it's kind of sold in the store. I mean, yeah, you could still kind of customize it, I guess if you were to put like, you know, say something, uh, you know, but like in, in, in the case I mentioned, you know, you have your, your cutouts of cane and taze, but like, unless you're putting like black Hawk Santa hats on your little elves, like it's not really changing it up too much. So no, that's a, that's actually a really good way to think of it. I'm going to have to add that to my, um, my argument when I, when I argue with all my Christmas related friends. <laughs>
1: and it, it's kind of sad because every year we're like, you know what, we're done with Halloween. We're not doing Christmas. I think of Jim Slanker and I go, you know what, this guy takes down like a storage unit full of stuff and puts yeah. it right back up for Christmas. The least I can do is the little bit that I have. And, and so I do it again, you know, or then like next year, I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to do Christmas again. The weather's so lousy. And somebody's like, oh, we love your Christmas. I'm like, oh, I got to do it again. So, yeah, it, it's tough. I, I don't know how Jim takes his down in January. That's got to be rough. And to do both facades
0: on the front of the house for both, um, you know, Halloween to make it look like a monster yep. house and then to have it look like it's a candy cane gingerbread house. Like, oh, my God, that is just I, I don't know how you, how they do that. And you brought up a good point there, too, is is they talk of you talk about, you know, storage units. It's the question we get asked all the time. Where do you store everything? Well, you actually have, I hate asking this question, but you actually have a, a very interesting story. We kind of touched upon it earlier when we were talking about GoBirds, but you actually have a storage locker with
1: GoBirds, right? How did that come to be? Do. It's one of many, but yeah, so um, <laughs> I started i started with everything in my attic in the garage. Um, and if you if you visit again and you look up when you're in the garage, you're going to see blue laminated beams going across the ceiling. The reason those beams are there is early Halloween was actually collapsing my garage ceiling. Um, oh you can gosh. look outside and you can see a dip in the roof because of all the weight in the on the trusses in the attic. We're, we're actually pulling that section down. So I had to pull down walls, jack up the ceiling, put a glue laminated beam um, with supports. And it's a whole other thing, right? Um, shortly after that, we moved into a five by five storage, which we paid for. Quickly that became a five by 10, then a 10 by 10, then a 10 by 20. Uh, we now have a paid 10 by 30 storage unit. We have the garage uh, attic. All the tombstones are in the attic above our bedroom because you know they're foam, they're a good insulation value to keep us warm. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then you'd mentioned the Goberts. The Goberts farm, I actually bought a 40 foot shipping container. Um, it's 40 feet long, nine feet tall. It's the extended version um, and it's on their property. Um, and as long as I work for them, I keep it there for free. And that is packed as well. This year I'm actually adding the loft above my parents' barn. So they have a, a, a oh like gosh. it's like a twenty by thirty barn with a, a hay loft. So this summer I cleaned out the hay loft and I blocked it to keep mice out. And things that aren't gonna be worried about heat are gonna go down there. So when you keep oh adding gosh. you just gotta find the space.
0: Yeah, holy cow. Ah uh, oh I mean. Wow, I don't even. We still have just the garage, is what everybody asks. But as I tell everybody, a lot of this stuff gets reused throughout the year when we build a batting cage or an ice rink or you know whatever we whatever craziness we're we're jumping into. But man, for some of you, we're at the point where we're thinking about one shed, and you're already going like what three different locations I mean, we'll to store in another house right yeah exactly yeah. I'm, I'm sure the wife was thrilled about the uh ceiling dipping in the garage too
1: i fixed it before anything happened but yeah okay yeah
0: yeah because then instead
1: of a storage unit you'll be in a dog house so yeah you know. <laughs> right. Because i think matt's dad might have been here when we first noticed you know we were hanging out on the driveway and kind of looked back and you could see the boat or like something's not right there so Uh-oh, i oh yeah but that was a long time ago.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, thank goodness that it is all still up so that we could still come and enjoy. Um, and speaking of the family, they join in on the fun as well. I know um, your sons like to come over and act. And what is it like for the wife and, and kids to be so immersed in the holiday as, as you guys are?
1: So it's funny. I was actually at the Goberts last Saturday with the, picking up another load from the storage unit. And the owner, Lloyd, came over to say hi. And he just looked right at my wife, Stephanie, and was like, you know, you're you're destined for sainthood. And I just had to laugh, right? Because like, here's a guy, yeah. seeing her loading this trailer full of stuff and he's been to the house and he just, he just knows. Um, I'm not going to say she hates it. She actually hated Halloween when we met. Um, she hates dressing up. She hates being scared, won't go to haunted houses. But now that we do it at our house, she absolutely loves it. She likes going to the events. Uh, Socializing with people. She likes having the people come to the house and just talking about what we do. Um, It's it's just fun, right? I mean, it's just everybody enjoys it. Um, The boys, obviously, they enjoy it. They have their friends come and act. Uh, My son came home last weekend from uh, Kansas State University to help do some setup. Um, He'll come one time in October just to enjoy a weekend and, and do some acting. Um and then my younger one is a junior in high school and same thing. The his friends are here and they I have a rule. If you don't help set up, you're not an actor. Ah. Um so I get a lot of help. Good, good. <laughs> I mean, I, it, help is a is a loose term, right? They're high school kids, so there's a, a, a short attention span. But at least for the carrying and moving and that it works really well.
0: We, we kind of had that rule last year with uh, Voodoo and we had to, last year we we had a, a different changeover in our group. So we had to kind of reestablish a core of, you know, our, our actual, you know, Voodoo on Vassar actors and builders and stuff like that. So I said, hey, if you haven't made it to a build by September 1st, because we started early last last time, uh, it, you know, you are we're going to boot you no hard feelings but we're booting you out of the group chat you're not putting the work in we did another set of cuts i think it was halfway through september or it was close to october and now this year that we have a little bit more established of a core group that'll come and build now we've kind of opened the door and we've said you know okay anybody that can just make it we'll you know we'll give you your working hours and then we'll give you your your acting hours as well But anybody who's done it with us for a long stretch of time or even just last year, knows that it's so much more fun when you get to acting. If you know you've put in the work to build it, it's so much more fulfilling. And uh, what we do is, you know, we have the five dollar donation when people walk in and then we have a donation bin in the back. And um, we're very grateful at everybody that that comes by and, and supports because a lot of that funding then goes to the actors And I track their hours. This year, we're doing it a little differently. Build hours are worth double because it's actually all the heavy lifting and decorating and stuff like that Uh compared to the acting hours, which, you know, part of the enjoyment is actually acting. So we will we will weight it that way so that our builders actually get a little piece of the pie at the very end, which is which is great. But yeah, I I like how you're doing that with the crew and and putting the kids to work for sure.
1: And we're doing similar to you. So we track all the hours. In fact, this year is the first year. I want to do some better statistics on my website. You know, how many, how many trailer loads, how many square feet of storage, you know, all that kind of stuff. So this year we've been tracking every single trailer load. We've been taking pictures of them as we bring them home. We've been tracking the hours of all the people that help set up within a few minutes or so, because I, you know, I estimated over 500 hours of setup and I actually think I'm probably light. I think that's, I think that's light, you know, it might be double that, Um you just don't realize how many hours of just airlines and power and lighting and right. touch of painting. And you just, I, I mean, you may, but a lot of people just don't. Um, So yeah, this year we started tracking that. We counted all of our pieces of rebar and just, just because I think it'd be really cool to have that stuff on the, on the website. Uh,
0: you you say w- I may, but even myself at, after a certain point of, you know, however many hours of working, I look at it and I go, you know what, it's going to be in the darkness and nobody's going to see it. So we'll, we'll skip the touch-ups over here. Let's just get to the big stuff. But man, that is, that is a lot of work. Um
1: What, when it you comes to that, you know, so that the details matter, but this year I decided, I decided like three weeks ago that I'm going to print new, I'm going to get new fence finials for our fence. Um So my okay. son designed these little 31 oh, fence. Wow. They actually, on 31. They actually fit on the PVC perfectly. And it's a little bat design. It actually has our logo and our name right in the, in that the bottom. That is so cool. Um, good news is I only need 430. Bad news is it was taking about four hours to print one. So I have behind me, there's three 3D printers running 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I have my mm. friend in Fox Lake printing these 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're, we're over halfway. Um, I'm hoping by the first week of October, we'll have it all going. But um, that is one of the cool additions for this year. And then we added four new motorized props and two new pneumatic props as well. So Oh, boy.
0: All right. Well, so I have a 3D printer over here. It's a small one. Uh, and I have, oh, it's right actually down here by my feet. I have yet to really use it. Uh, the creative juices just aren't flowing for me this year. I mean, we're setting it up different from how we have in the past because it's a walkthrough. So we still have to kind of keep it fresh, keep it new. It scares. A little bit of it is the same. Um, but as far as creating things from, from a, a 3D printer, um, I got this thing and I'm, I'm itching to use it, but it's just, I, I haven't figured out. But honestly, if, if we don't, I might have to go count my fence posts and see if I can make something similar. And if I have the time to, and the material as well, because that is intense. I was going to ask you if there's uh, anything that visitors should expect to be new at Haunt 31,
1: but you said two new animatronics? Yeah, there's two new pneumatic props. Um, they're in the same scene, but there's two distinct pneumatic props. And then um there's one, two, three, four more motorized props. Wow. Oh my god. There's I don't know. Stuff, but everybody just wants the motion. So that's the motion stuff. There's other things as well, but
0: for those who have not been out to haunt 31, I'm I don't know where you're gonna put all of this because the lawn is already completely covered on both the, the one side of the house, the front of the house, the other side of the house, the garage, the driveway, everything to, um, you have, I mean, motors, hydraulics, you got the sprayers coming out of some of the, the skeletons so that people can take an extra shower. Uh, but you all were also able to rig a sort of like exoskeleton to your 12 foot Home Depot skeletons to then make them move and talk. Where Where did you find the time and the materials to make all of these
1: creatures come to life? You know, I don't know what I make it happen. I don't sleep. So it, obviously the haunt we put on ourselves, we, we take donations, but we only get a couple hundred bucks in the, in the season and that's eaten up by pizza and stuff for the actors. <laughs> right yeah. So that's gone. Um So in order to pay for it and pay for the storage and all that, I do side work, handyman on the side. Um I work obviously at the Goberts. I work full time. So when I'm not doing those things, and I'm not with the family, I do, I try to build stuff, you know, I plan, I have a lot of stuff just stashed away and I, hey, we can make this. Um, you mentioned the 12 footers. The 12 footers are now closer to 14 feet. Um, they have a they, very little of the original frame is even available anymore. It's all new framework. Um, they're dressed like Grim Reapers that are custom cloaks that have magnetic closures down the front. Um, the frame between his legs is now tall enough for a six foot actor to hang out. And so while you're watching them talk to one another, an actor can come busting out from below. So, again, it's that whole distraction thing. Um, oh, my gosh. There may not be an actor in there. There might be an actor in one. There might be an actor in the other one. They might have actors in both of them. You never know. But, yeah, um, it's 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 a, an addition. So they now move their head left, right, up, down. They move their mouth, and they move their arm. Wow. And they I talk mean, to each other.
0: Yeah. I did, I did uh, engineering all throughout high school and one year in college. And then, like I said, I have the 3d printer here, but I, I still struggle to wrap my mind around how you are able to animate all that stuff. And, and like I said, just finding the time to do all I that. guess my
1: advice to people is obviously try and reach out. The like, Chicago on builders. I mean, that's one of oh, many yeah. groups, but ask, do your searches first, you know, Everybody in the group, especially the originals, and it doesn't matter what group, Haunter's Hangout, Methods of Madness, Garage of Evil, Chicago Haunt pillars it doesn't matter. Nobody wants to hear, how do I make a ghost? Google it or search the group, right? There's It's probably been posted 500 times, search the group. But if it's not there, ask, somebody's going to help you. Um, one of the big things people forget is my biggest advice to anybody that starts getting larger, as you're setting up prepare for the weather don't prepare at the end do it as you're setting up so uh case in point my two main pillars with a steel arch between the two that's a that's a structural component that arch helps those pillars stay standing there's a hundred pounds of sand in each one the perpendicular fencing on each side helps hold it but even after it's set up the first thing we do is we nail stakes in the ground and we put ratchet straps when we open those come off, but it's all set up. So if the wind is forecasted, we grab the straps, we can strap it down, it's ready, right? 12 um, foot right. skeletons, when we built those, the first thing we did was covertly at night, there may be uh, three or four foot deep concrete posts in the ground, um, but yeah, uh, they're, they're, <laughs> they're not coming down. They're strapped to those posts, but we prepared for it. Um, it's, it's too late when the rain is falling. Um, you know, we have a canopy in the back. Um, and because I lose, you mentioned our entire yard, our garage, most of our house. Um, in the back, I above the patio, I have a 10-foot by 30-foot uh, canopy tent. Okay, That becomes my garage. They're my weld shop, my tools, bicycles, everything that we don't need in the garage anymore are now in there. Um, a couple of years back, we had like 70-plus mile-an-hour winds. And even though I've got three brake rotors on it, each of the eight posts and the whole thing strapped down. There was points in the time where my wife, my two sons, and I were all hanging and it was lifting us off the ground. And oh we my were gosh. Getting, like, the wind was so strong. If it goes, let it go. Like, don't don't right. hang on. Yeah. And um, luckily, after a period of time, it stopped. But that's what you need to prepare for. Don't don't be like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be windy. It's too late yeah so if i would give anybody advice that is it get ready for the weather if it's an outdoor haunt, be ready
0: yeah we know all too well about some of that stuff we used to do tents out in front and those became kites instantly like you were just talking about so we've we've gone more to a wood structure which has worked a lot better and is, is definitely a lot safer but you talk about you know, preparing for your haunt and, and building it the way that you guys do. Is it different uh, than building, of course, the Gobert's Haunted House that you've constructed and, and designed?
1: Yeah, Gobert's is a little different because I have access to equipment. So I do the setup of the, the, so the haunted house is obviously inside. I flip a switch at the end of the season. I make sure that the water and stuff is drained and we're done until I come back and work on it. However, their train ride is outside, so all those scenes are out, and those actually get stored in one of their other buildings. Um, So I can put a lot of that on skids. I go grab myself a skid skater. Um, Kind of a cool perk. I get to learn how to drive a bobcat, right? But I was going to say, yeah. And I can go put their stuff away, Um, so I can make it as robust as I need to. I can strap it to skids. We can tie stuff down, but most of that is self-contained just just massive heavy props. Um most of the stuff here is either fourteen gauge or twelve gauge steel. Everything I build for the Goberts is either twelve gauge or lower. Where it's it's gotta be beefy, right? It can't right. it can break mid season. Because if it does, I'm gonna get a call. I don't have the time. You're tied up, so, yeah. Yeah. So I do remember early on uh, when I, it was my 40th birthday and there was a huge party here and I got a call that something had failed. And I'm like frantic because I'm like, oh my God, there's like 30 people at my house. What am I going to do? And at the time, my dad was still alive. And so my dad and some other uh, party goers, they actually went and brought the prop back home. And after (laughs) the party ended, my my 40th birthday, when my party ended, um, I spent the night rebuilding the prop and it was back working in the morning. So... Happy um, birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh but, no, it's good. I mean, when I build stuff, it doesn't matter for who it is. Um, I want it to work. So I, I on occasion, will build things and sell it to other people. Um, but it's it, it, it's a relationship. I'm not a, I'm not a, a guy who's going to sell it and be like, okay, it's yours. Not at all, right? I'm going to support it. I'm going to help you program it. I'm going to help you, you know, what sensors should you use or why isn't it working or uh, almost indefinitely. Right. I, um,
0: I, I, this is the, the Goberts in Pingree Grove, right? Or have you done Correct. stuff at the South Barrington family, family?
1: Um, but there's a little rivalry. So the one in, and the oh. one in Hoffman Estates and the one in Pingree Grove, they're brothers. Um, I'm not allowed to help, uh, Hoffman Estates. I can go there. I can, I know the family. I can go spy, but I can't help them. Um, and I joke all the time. I'll be like over at the one in Pindry Grove and be like, well, I got stuff to work on. I think I'm going to go help your brother, and they'll find stuff for me to work on. So uh, it's, oh it's their own little competition on who has, like, the best stuff. So
0: That's job security when you can negotiate contracts like that between the two. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs>
1: and it's it's just a lot of fun you know in the off season i can go there and there's a lot of perks like you mentioned i have the, the ability to store some things there um and my we have a coffin go-kart but i live in a residential area i've already gotten pulled over driving the coffin go-kart so we'll bring it to the farm and the kids will run around the farm on a coffin well you know it's 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 just good clean fun and no one's going to complain over there summertime i bring the dogs and let them run around you know whatever
0: not only do the the police give tickets for people parking in front of fire hydrants, but they also give coffins tickets for
1: go karting around the street. That is, I forgot you guys really, had that really out in front. So I was actually end of the night. It was probably ten thirty on a Friday night. We were shutting down. It was kind of getting dead, and the coffin cars always sit at the end of the driveway with the lights on so people can see it. And it's electric, so I was going to put it away, but instead of going into the garage with it, I just spun it around and I just ripped down the street. I don't think I got two blocks away and I was going to come back and next thing I know there's a Lake in the Hills SUV, you know, officer next to me and he like chirps this thing, you know, and he looks out the window and he goes, what are you doing? And I'm like, you know, I was going to put it away. I just thought I'd run down the street and he goes, where do you live? And I just look up at the guy and I go, I'm sitting in a coffin. Right. And he, goes, he goes, oh yeah, it just drove <laughs> off. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Process of elimination. I mean, I don't think anybody else quite
1: has that ride. It's a custom built, you know?
0: Oh my goodness.
1: That's yeah. Too Again, fun. it's all a good fun. Like, I don't think, you know, unfortunately with anything public, I mean, you, your haunt is the same way. The few ruin it for the many. Um, you sure. taking a donation might be a little easier because you're not getting people just coming to screw around. I, I don't have that luxury. I get people that will come just to screw around. You know, it's, it's, yeah. I can't break your stuff. But if I push that guy and he breaks your stuff, it was an accident. So we get that um, Uh, because of that, we all have um, commercial two-way radios. All all the the people that are watching myself, my wife, all the helpers, one of the actors has one. And then all of the actors are on their phone with an earbud, almost like you are. So all the actors are in communication. And then one actor has a radio and then everybody has radios just just because Um, everything is Alexa controlled. So at the push of a button, I can kill it. Um, And we've had that. I had some issues last year, Um, people parking in front of the neighbor's driveway. They had to get out really quick for a, a minor emergency. And we couldn't find the person who parked in front of the house. There had to have been 150 people there. Really quick, when you push that button and the entire haunt goes dark and you say it won't turn back on until the car moves, that guy does that walk of shame over to that car. Oh, really yeah! Bad oh yeah! With like, with like 140 other people booing him. So, um, but those are just some of the things. Like people don't realize the infrastructure behind what we do. You know, right. Again, the people who start smaller—that's that's how we all did. But as you grow, just kind of think those things through. You know, what are you going to do for security? What are you going to do for protection? How do you, how do you make sure that people are safe? You know. You're you're inviting people to your home to have fun, but you need them to leave the same way they came, with a smile on their face.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think we've all had those incidents too, where it's like, okay, we got to be better because safety is number one priority. So we we've had a couple scares and we've learned, you know, the hard way, but in ways where you know nobody still got hurt and and we were just able to like come back to the table and go, okay, how do we not have this almost happen again? So. Yeah, that is, um, that's always something that, that we have to watch out for as haunters. Going back to, you, you mentioned that you're kind of counting this year and this has a little bit to do with, you know, taking that inventory and making sure everything's working properly. That's amazing that everything on yours is set up. I just want to push of the button with Alexa. That is, that is crazy. Um, and and you've given me some ideas, not only with the, the 3D printer stuff, but also having a book out in front for people to, to sign off on, which, you know, I've been by, I've signed the book myself. I should have thought about that one a while ago, but then also having earbuds for your actors so that they can all communicate, I guess, is a, is a pretty good idea too. When when you're a full production uh, crew like yourself and, and kind of like we are. But um, um,
1: And you can't, you know, and again, think of your own. There's probably nights where you can't see the other side because there's so many people. Right. That's where that communication comes into play, right? Something could happen over there and you don't know about it, but at least if yeah. you have actors over there, now you do.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. With With that inventory, though. I know you said you're, you're counting a little bit more the hours and stuff like that. I usually don't get into any kind of budget questions because it's sometimes a little bit more personal, but I'm so curious, how much do you think you have put into haunt 31 over the years, whether that be money, time or effort, blood, sweat, and tears, that kind of stuff.
1: So we were on fearnet.com a few years ago, route six, 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 America's scariest home haunts. We came in wow. second place uh, nationwide. Um, we were on, Gosh, there was another one. Um, News Nation was out here last year. So National uh, News Nation cable TV news broadcast. Um, and they asked the same thing. So we actually took one of these binders, which is all the receipts from Halloween, and I started thumbing through it. Um, those are the receipts for props and for larger things that I bought, like trans and stuff. It's not the millions of cable ties or right. you know, that stuff. Um let's just say I used to tell people we had an excess of $80,000. Now we are easily in excess of $110,000 there. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's, it's amazing how fast the stuff adds up. Um, We were, we were averaging five to $15,000 a year in new stuff for the, for a period of time. Um, We've cut back, but cutting back, (laughs) doesn't mean <laughs> it doesn't mean that we've reduced the amount too much. Um, I mean it's right. it's a sickness, right? I mean, it's it's a hobby, but we enjoy it. That's what we do. Our family vacations yeah. are around Halloween. Um, <laughs> I mentioned our license plates or Halloween. I mean, it's it's a lifestyle. Um, and because we build so much of it, um, you mentioned the 12 foot skeletons. Yes, I bought 12 foot skeletons. They're unlike anyone else's anywhere because we've right. made them their own. Um, all the other stuff that I build. Um, yes, I'm putting $800 into a pneumatic prop, but I'm not spending $3,000 on a similar prop. Right, and I did it myself probably better. And if it breaks, I know how to fix it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it it adds up really, really fast. Um, oh, I yes. just spent like 360 bucks at Menards, and it was just for more rebar, and it was for cable ties, and I'm like how did this wood
0: cost so much? So yeah. it. it I, I walk out of Menards and Home Depot and I'm, I look at the receipt and I'm like, this isn't even my last trip here. And we're already halfway through this budget. But if my mom is listening, no, that's not the case. I'm just saying that that's totally, we're way under budget. We haven't spent a dime actually, which is crazy. We got the wood
1: for free. Menards I, I is having a sale. To, I find a way to pay for it. And I try not to <laughs> think of, you know, I, I mentioned these. So yeah, right. I bought initially I bought three rolls of the filament, and they're like these. it's a copper silk color. I think they're like twenty-two bucks a piece, something like that. I bought three. Then I bought three more for my friend Jay. I bought four more for myself, four more arrived today, and then I decided the ones in the garage I want glow in the dark. So I bought another roll of glow in the dark. Oh that was like 19 bucks. So if you're doing the math, I don't want to know but I know what it's, it's not $200 just for these stupid things, you know, but it is what it is. Right.
0: Yeah, once you get hooked on that glow in the dark stuff before your haunt, it's, it's so simple of an idea that, you know, we've had what glow in the dark, everything since, you know, the dawn of time, but like it, it becomes so addicting. We have our logo that's glow in the dark for us, uh, our sweatshirts that we made. I got one of them right here. It's an audio podcast, but you know, for for your viewing purpose this whole sweatshirt yep. at the front i mean it's black but the the white glows in the dark if we put names on the back that's all glowing as well too so it's just the the, the small little details is what makes it nice so you getting the uh the extra filament to make the glow in the
1: dark ones it, it, it'll make it all worth it <laughs> yeah and like you we have got you've got t-shirts for our actors and helpers and then they change each year you know the first year of um First year, instead of saying staff on the back, they said stiff. The second year, we just had our logo, you know, Haunt 31, Haunt or Be Haunted. The year of COVID was the year that the two uh, the two 14-foot skeletons were started talking to each other. And the person who recorded the audio was supposed to say the quagmire of desolation. And they said the quagmire of desolation, which I know is just uh, f- uh, semantics, right? But it was wrong. And we the whole season we had to listen to these things talk to each other with a word that doesn't even exist. So <laughs> the new shirts, and again you mentioned you can't see it, but the new shirts, I'll say, you know, oh it says it. It. Oh, you can't see it. But yeah, the Quagmire am on fun. the back, right? You know, so it it's just a joke between the people that work the haunted there. <laughs> um, but all that comes at a cost. You're, you're you're you just you just ignore that little portion of um, yeah, I will say though, looking at all the lists, lists that we're on, when people do decide to stop or they're selling props, there's a big market for them. People are getting retail in some cases, uh, above for the props they're selling. Um, I refuse to sell anything that's broken or damaged unless I disclose that to you. So I think when the time comes and I'm like, you know what, we're done anything my son doesn't want, we're selling, um. I, I could buy a, a nice new car or something. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Let's hope that that doesn't happen for our viewing pleasure. But uh, for those that are listening and either have seen you or haven't seen you, um, give a list of your uh, off the top of your head. I actually might have it here too if I can get to it. Your hours, dates of operation, when can everybody come see the brand new 2023 Haunt 31.
1: Official 2023 is October 6th until the 31st. Uh, We go dusk until 9.30 weekdays. Friday, Saturday is dusk until 10. We typically stay open a lot later than that, but the advertised hours are those because we hate when people pop in at 10 and want us to keep it running until 11. Um, Because we do have neighbors. Um, Most of the stuff should be operational by the end of Saturday and almost everything this Sunday. So it'll be a week early. So it may not be a hundred percent that will be next weekend, but as early as this Sunday, it'll be running. That's
0: awesome. Well, we are planning to come and visit you for sure. You're always on the list. Um, like you said, you, you they stay open a little bit later than the posted hours, like the professional haunted houses. And to be in that company is rightfully so. So get on over to Haunt 31. Um, Toby, thank you for
1: for all your time. Anything else that you want to plug or or mention to the viewers before I let you go? no you know i mentioned a couple different tips as we were talking about if people grow um we mentioned pneumatic props i would say do their research if they're looking to buy an air compressor we bought we bought a pancake and then we bought a 27 gallon and then i bought a 60 gallon now i'm running two quincy commercial compressors with an air dryer and i had to upgrade my electrical like just obviously you could never think about like what i've done but if it's a difference of a hundred dollars, spend the hundred dollars. So you're not upgrading later. Absolutely. But otherwise, no, I mean, come see us. Uh, you know, it's yep. always a lot of fun. Usually one, two, all of us are hanging out at the end of the driveway. Say hi, you know, show us pictures of your, your haunt. Um, You know, whatever.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You're, I'll let you get back to probably some building. <laughs> yep. Tonight's a garage night. Yep. Awesome, awesome. Thank you again. Thank you so much. All right, thanks.
2: Welcome, foolish mortals to Haunt31. I'm your host, your
1: ghost host.
0: Thank you again to Toby Rolson. He and his family are the masterminds behind Haunt 31 up in Lake in the Hills. Currently recording here on Monday, October 9th, the holiday and that we will be going out to see his house and a few other north houses tonight. In the meantime, since I have talked to you, uh, October has started. Voodoo on Vassar, we are almost complete with our building. We open on October 19th, 7 to 9 p.m. That's a Thursday, a little Thursday action before we get into the busy weekend with that October 20th, 21st and 22nd the 22nd is a Sunday we will be having a 1 to 4 p.m. Chicago Haunt Builders matinee uh, but it's open to anybody if anybody wants to come by 1 to 4 p.m. it's during the day you get to see our haunt Uh, maybe you have run your own haunt at night you really don't get a chance to go out and see others so we'll do a daytime showing it won't be the full show of course but, you know, you get an idea of what Voodoo on Vassar is like in the evening. But definitely come see us in the evenings. Sundays will be our blackout nights. So we will turn off all the lights and make you go through with just a glow stick. Followed by Mondays at Voodoo on Vassar this year will be our clown takeover nights. I think that one's a little bit more self-explanatory. And then Thursday, October 26th, is going to be our bloodbath night. That will be uh, prepared to get wet. <laughs> we'll say that uh, with blood and, it, you know, of course, fake blood. But uh, we will ask that, you know, you you give us any of your belongings that you don't want getting wet. We'll hold on to those until the end of the trip through the haunt. And then we'll give them back to you at the end. Uh, wouldn't want anybody getting damaged phones or you know, your keys are all soaking wet when you go to stick them back in the car. Uh, and then, of course, if you wear white, it is half off your entrance. Uh, also, since we have recorded, uh, my voodoo crew got a chance to go behind the scenes at Hell's Gate Haunted House. Uh, former podcast guest, John Flamboy he had uh, let us know that we were going to go ahead and get the behind the scenes tour after we went through hells gate we went through this past saturday awesome show as always it is my favorite i cannot stop talking about it and then we went to the gift shop and behind the scenes afterwards got to see all the cameras i mean the amount of security that goes into this haunt is i mean it's it's anything you would expect knowing how you know it can be these days with you need a security camera for every nook and cranny but Uh, It was just an amazing, amazing behind the scenes tour. There's one hallway that connects all the rooms. I mean, the layout is just so intricate, but simple, but smart. I mean, it, it just that whole building was constructed by that zombie army crew to do exactly what they needed it to do. And it works well. They have incident response time down to 15 seconds. That is just crazy. They showed us the. Makeup and staging areas and the costumes. And then, of course, the behind the scenes tour included us being able to go up into the second floor, kind of watch the show from there and see how it all works. There's a couple of different uh, spots you can look through. Uh, yeah You can find it on our Instagram page, Voodoo on Vassar, just to kind of see a little bit behind the scenes. But an amazing, amazing time. Thank you again to the entire Zombie Army and John the uh, just a just an amazing Saturday evening and of course then you head on out into the midway after the haunt and that's always fun as well don't worry we will be back uh, since then though uh, actually even before that we saw a bunch of other haunted houses 13th floor always opens early on so we did that one in September and uh, uh, friends of mine and voodoo crew we went and Did Massacre Haunted House as well as Basement of the Dead since they're so close to each other. And then I was also able to do Midnight Terror. Uh, So I'm going to give my final reviews and give all the information on all of those at the end of the month, probably even in November or December. Uh, But I've seen what now five shows i think five different haunts and i've loved all of them of course so everybody has done a nice job so far and can't wait to continue tonight and throughout the next week or two before we start running voodoo ourselves one other quick note we've got some movies coming out exorcist Believer is in theaters now i have not seen it yet I thought it came out on October 13th, Friday the 13th, uh, which, yes, Friday the 13th is coming up. But in fact, it opened a week earlier, but I have it in my calendar to probably go see it this next weekend. So we'll see when I get a chance to head on out to do that. Uh, But in addition to that, uh, Daryl Dixon, the Walking Dead spinoff show, has been going on. I've been actually catching up on the first couple episodes. I started a little bit late. It's good so far. Uh, I don't want to give away too many spoilers, but Daryl is in in Europe. (laughs) Um, Daryl is in Europe, and it is a little bit different of a story than you would expect with, I think, a a, a Daryl spinoff. I didn't expect it to go in the direction that it's going in, but so far, so good. Uh, I think it's the best that Walking Dead has given us in some time. It started a little slow, but uh, so far it's picked up. And apart from the... Uh... Apart from me not speaking French, uh, it's <laughs> it's been a good one to, to watch uh, and subtitles are always your friend other than that i have one more interview for you all this one is with chad steckley he owns and operates fear of the dark right here in schaumburg so he is a neighbor of mine and fellow chicago haunt builder and i wanted to touch base with him because he has a very cool theme this year that hits a little close to home he's doing voodoo uh, in his lawn display uh he said he he credited us as as the inspiration so i'm flattered but also excited to go out and see his very soon so before i give away too many spoilers let's just send it over to that interview and i will talk to you all again at the end of the month Welcome back to another interview on the Voodoo Podcast. I am joined by a neighbor, once again, uh, fellow haunter, fellow Chicago haunt builder, and overall, a very awesome guy who's got a really cool theme this year, uh, hits a little close to home for us, and we love it. Uh, Welcome to the Voodoo Podcast, Chad Steckley.
2: Hey, everybody. How you doing, Mike? um, Glad to be here.
0: Pretty good, pretty good. I like to always start with your origins uh, with Halloween. So, where did you develop your love? I see right now you've got a Nosferatu and Pennywise sweatshirt going on. So, where where did uh, your love for the holiday uh, really really begin?
2: Um, it goes back quite a quite a few years. Uh, I've been haunting for over thirty years. Uh, I started doing makeup and special effects after watching uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. And wanted to rec- recreate all the monsters and uh, just growing up watching uh, universal monster movies on Spangoolie and Creature Feature and all that. Uh, and then I went into building and constructing uh, haunted rooms and haunted houses for local JC chapters and that and decorating my own front yard at the same time. Uh, I was doing like bigger displays back before it was a huge thing. Um so and I've just been progressing and then met the haunt builders, uh, learned some new tricks and been uh, doing it ever since. So
0: you had told me that there was a was I believe it was a J.C.'s haunted house that you you made a girl pee her pants at some point. You were telling me the story.
2: Um, Actually, yeah, for haunters, that's kind of like our uh, the thing we strive for. And I actually <laughs> got her to uh, in in one night three times so the first time i got her even before she got in the haunted house because i'm a line actor uh so we got her in the house and then right at the end too and that (laughs) particular night i was dressed as the jackal from 13 ghosts so i
0: remember you telling me that (laughs) oh my gosh was was that a jc's where was that one located that haunted house
2: that one was up in uh round lake beach so I've, okay. worked I've worked on Schomburg, I've worked on Schomburg, Streamwood, and Round Lake Beach and Fox Lake.
0: Okay, all right. So, any um, connection now with uh, Realm of Terror up there in Round Lake Beach or any
2: kind of? No, no connection up there. So, yeah, That's now weird. I have just enough time to work on my own haunt huh? at home. So, which exactly. I work on all year round. Everybody's like, "Oh, when do you start?" I'm like, "That would insinuate I actually stop at one point."
0: right yeah that is getting to the point for for all of us we're even you know like attending these different especially for myself this past year was the first year that i really kind of did year-round stuff we mostly just start august or september and Mm -hmm. start the ideas flowing or just constructing and stuff like that but i know some of you guys are really dedicated and working year round my uh co-host on the podcast matt nausset i know he's been working on his dragula all year so they open nice as we're recording tonight, this, uh, this podcast episode will come out a little later, but uh, we're hopefully going to get a chance to go see him this weekend too and and see his lawn. But to, to, to jump back into to your haunting, you are now in Schaumburg, as you mentioned, and you are yes. off of Aegean Drive, which is off of Wise. And um, mm-hmm. you are Fear of the Dark. Now, you've gone under a couple of different names, right? Where did that the where where did your home haunting names begin and 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 how did you come upon on those?
2: Um it's actually Fear of the Dark is kind of how I was doing my costuming and uh the makeup stuff and it just kind of transferred over into the haunt. And okay. I actually kind of it was like kind of like subtitles uh, for my different years because I change my theme every year I start from scratch rebuild everything every year so what you see one year you'll never see again you might see you know a skeleton or two but they'll be revamped into something else no pun intended <laughs> um but yeah fear of the dark came from the stuff that I can make and build and modify pretty much I can make people's dreams and nightmares come to life so that's how fear of the dark and you know everything that scares people in the dark, you know, things that go bump in the night, creatures or whatever, I can create it and bring it to life. Now so you're
0: your, um, not to go back even further, but you said you had uh, done other displays. Um, did mm-hmm. you have those listed? And were there any names that people can maybe kind of connect the dots and go, oh, I missed that one display. And I don't know why they don't do it anymore. Well, it's because you are moved into where you're at now.
2: Yeah, um, I think the only other one that I was listed as on Illinois, HauntedIllinois.com was uh, horror movie uh, Mayhem or something like that. That's when I did my 70s and 80s slasher films. Oh, so, yeah,
0: horror, horror movie nights. But you guys were still yep. in Schaumburg
2: for that one, right? Oh, yeah. I've been in Schomburg last. Uh, I've been decorating in, in Schomburg since 2018. Okay. So other than that, I was doing it in Streamwood before for many years. Was that the same name in Streamwood or were you under, did you even have a listed name? I didn't even have a listed name because I didn't even know about the Haunt Builders back then. So I was just, you know, freelancing and just doing my own stuff. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Well, now that you're there, like you mentioned, you are pretty unique in the sense, kind of like us. As I say unique, it's kind of like us, but we have the full walkthrough. I don't know too many that do the display out in front and revamp it every year. Sure. A couple of things are moved here or there to kind of change it up. You always add things to the, to the front lawn. uh, But you have a different theme every year. So Mm -hmm. walk me through the start of where those where the idea to do a different theme every year kind of started. And then also I want to get into your theme this year
2: um i just wanted to be unique because uh you know when i used to help design haunted houses and haunted rooms and that you know for and for for professional haunts you want your customers keep coming back so you have to kind of keep reinventing and redoing it so everybody comes back they're like oh man that's new or that's new it keeps everybody coming back when you show them something different i mean you know But that's, that's what I like to do. And it lets me be really creative, you know, because I get to do something different every year. And it's like, all right, what can I do this year? You know, what can I build? What's going to scare the crap out of people? Or, you know, what's going to really jump out at people, you know, make them say, Oh, cool, I'm coming back next year. So that's what it is for me is just being creative year after year and being able to come up with, uh, you know, some new stuff. Uh, kind of gets you know everybody's like oh man this is dedication and for our group i'm like it, there's a fine line between dedication and insanity most of us fall <laughs> yeah. on the other side because yeah. you know you got like 10 projects going on projects going on and then all of a sudden you're like man i need this now and it's like yep got an 11 now so and then you're working on all 11 at the same time so it kind of gets a little crazy but You know, when I see all the smiles on everybody's faces and that when they come by and they talk to me and they tell me they've been coming here for year after year, remembering what my last teams were. That's why I do it. So that's why I love doing what I do.
0: That's awesome. You um, you've kind of inspired the Schaumburg community. I mean, it was really just you and Steve just uh, gets a lead us, who we just saw at uh, home depot actually literally an hour ago not even um <laughs> and um you guys were kind of the first houses to be over here and listed and now you see a bunch of other ones pop up i have yet to meet the the folks over on boxwood but i know they do a really nice light show and then there's one over on hartman which is a block away from me now too um mm-hmm. i think i'm forgetting anybody i think there's what five of us now in schaumburg directly i mean of course there's streamwood and roselle right next door
2: right um for yeah i think officially there's five in schaumburg and then there's a lot of people that are decorating now that aren't part of our group and aren't listed or anything and i see that you know and it's so cool even have people on my block that have never decorated halloween before all of a sudden one year i saw they had skeletons doing yard work i'm like wow (laughs) they've never had anything up before it's really kind of cool to you know to be an inspiring person and even the local neighborhood kids, they're like, oh, this is so cool. We can't wait to do this when we get older. So yeah. it's an helping inspire a new generation of keeping, you know, the tradition of decorating for Halloween alive. And that's what it's all about.
0: I think people, when I was a kid, you would start to see it firsthand. But people don't realize how much secondhand influence it does. Because, you know, you you always know you're coming upon one of the really nice decorated houses when you see in that same subdivision or or you know up the block a couple of houses have you know a little bit of stuff on their lawn you know like they they made an effort too which is great and you know you're getting closer once you see those lights to the house and you see the lawn lit up and stuff like that. So, you know, you're in the right ballpark. Right. But then there's, like you said, all these kids that can't wait to do it when they're older. And that was kind of me. So it was like, you, you don't realize how much influence and after effect you have on, you know, generations even, which is kind of crazy to think about, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and especially like I've said in this, this podcast many times is most of my childhood seeing all this stuff was South. And I didn't know much about, you know, the, the Northern community, of course you had the, the Huntley and Algonquin, but that was always too far for us to venture. Then when I did move to Schaumburg here, and I think we started voodoo on Vassar really around 2013, 2014, you know, it felt like it was us. And uh, you said you started 2018. So it would have been us and Steve, and that was about it. And now to just kind of see it grow. And to know that uh, the three of us are the culprits for that is, is pretty cool.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: But, uh, so your theme this year, like ours, we are voodoo on Vassar. Your theme this year is voodoo. So yes. I am even intrigued, even though we, we literally do voodoo over here. What, what entails voodoo? What, what are your kind of themes? What should people expect to see
2: when they come see yours this year? uh well this year's theme is slightly well i want to say a little bit darker theme than my usual stuff i try not to do a lot of gore and like i said we do have a lot of neighborhood kids i don't want to scare the kids and even though i don't have to deal with them at night i don't <laughs> want the parents to have to deal with them and i want right. them to come back year after year so i don't want that anybody to have a bad experience so i still keep it kind of friendly kind of you know cutish, i guess but it, the theme is a little bit different. Uh, my theme this year was actually inspired by you the voodoo on Vassar. All right. uh, so actually it, this year's theme is voodoo on the bayou. Uh, so everything you can think of, uh, think of new Orleans and down South down that way. It's what's entailed. I have a, a, I built a voodoo shack. I have the Rougarou, which is the legend of the werewolf of the swamp in new Orleans Um, I actually have a jazz funeral set up. So I actually have some skeletons carrying a coffin to a cemetery uh, with a whole four piece jazz band and everything. I have a full cemetery, moving props with my voodoo priestess in the middle of it, summoning everything to life. And that's why everything starts moving. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I also have part of Bourbon Street done, which I have uh, the axe man depicted there, who was a serial killer back in the 1800s, back in New Orleans. So, that's kind of without getting into too much detail on what I have. That's most of it. And I have a small little swamp with a couple banjo guys and a oh and a cannibal barbecue shack. My backwoods cannibal all barbecue right. shack. So, <laughs> so yeah. delicious.
0: I'll be over for uh, Sunday football games with all that barbecue you got going on over there.
2: You might not want to when you see what's on, what's on the menu.
0: <laughs> yeah. It can't be any worse. Although the bears did win last night. So, but it can't be any worse than the bears this year, but um, yeah, that, that, that kind of would make my my stomach churn a little bit. I um, I'm learning stuff here too. Cause I didn't know anything about a swamp werewolf or the ax man. I've, I've probably heard stories and whatnot, but mm-hmm. for you to then create all this stuff and it's a little bit, off the beaten path of the typical Michael Myers, Jason, um, even some of your previous themes that you've had before, how difficult is it for you to, as a home haunter, because like you said, you've you've taken the inspiration from the fact that you worked in haunted houses and had to kind of change up the theme every year. How much more difficult is it for you to be able to then change home props, decorated props, each year to fit a theme because sometimes as haunt builders and home haunters, we are limited to what we have in the garage and it's hard to change okay. that on the fly without a, a ginormous budget.
2: Right. Um, yeah. I get my resources wherever I can, like free pallets on the side of the road, I'll scavenge it. Or even it's just like that one thing like, Oh, that is so cool. What am I going to use that for? I don't know. I'll use it for some eventually. And then eventually maybe you pull that out and you look at it. And that's where your theme comes from based around that one little prop or just, you know, one little thing um, that gets it going. Um, or other than that, a lot of the other props that I build, I look at it and I'm like, all right, how can I use this for, you know, different themes? What could it what it could be like when I did my classic monsters when I built the, you know, a display for Frankenstein's laboratory? It had dials and everything on it. And the way I built it, I'm like, you know what, that kind of looks like a chair. Well, next year it was pirate theme and that was the throne that my pirate king sat on. Uh, So I just repainted it and sealed everything. But, uh, yeah, I've already got the next two years planned out. So I'm working already and trying to figure out everything and acquiring everything and figuring out what I could reuse and what goes where.
0: I know you had told me that you have the, uh, the next two years, uh, that planned out. I won't, I won't give away any spoilers unless you're willing to, but it's funny you bring up the, uh, the how one prop can change your whole theme or or you can surround your whole entire theme around one prop because actually when we started voodoo i didn't have the name for it yet and we just had one little prop that said the crossbones in and it was like a menu and, and we could get it at the dollar tree and I thought, oh well, nobody else will have this, even though they sell seventy of them at the dollar store. Uh, so I was like, oh, that'll be our name. And I look back now and I laugh because that's probably such a not great name, especially compared to Voodoo on Vasser. And so many people tend to do that alliteration with their street name and and, and such. But um, but yeah, you you're you're changing stuff um, just due to a chair, which is which is kind of cool. And then of course. Like you said, you're already another theme throughout the haunt builders and and the Halloween industry is we're kind of already on to the next thing. Like you mentioned before, we're all kind of scatterbrained in a sense where like you're know, like oh, and then we could do this and we could do this. And you're already two years ahead of the of the curve here. You're you're already planning for 2025. I can't do math yep. right now.
2: <laughs> so that's so awesome. yeah. Next next year, I kind of I've been playing with two ideas i'm swinging towards one but i was like the more i keep thinking about the other idea i'm like man that would be so cool but 2025 is legit and set in stone and it is a big year uh for a certain movie that is close to my heart which was one of the first horror movies i ever saw so i actually will devolve so 2025 is going to be jaws themed so it's not all the okay. jaws movies it's going to be the first one. And so 2025, 50th anniversary, got to go big, go home, you know? So I've, I've been planning that one for years, actually for a couple of years. So I'm trying to acquire my stuff ahead of time and get it built. And I don't know where I'm putting all of it, but it happens. I, uh, so. I can't wait to
0: see that one. That one's going to be amazing. I know you were talking about it with me last year when you guys came to the uh, uh, our walkthrough for Voodoo mm-hmm. during the day, which is when we met, and um, yeah, I mean, just the stories that you guys had, even uh, w- without a voice, uh, you guys were sharing a, a bunch of stories, which w- which was great. And um, yeah, I'm I'm just excited to see. I know you're a big movie buff. Other than mm-hmm. Jaws, what would you say are your your top horror movies that you would I, that you may have already replicated or are looking to replicate?
2: Um, one of the other ones that hits close to home is the original Halloween I'm a huge John Carpenter fan so that his original 1978 Halloween is right up there uh, Jaws is up there um, I'm kind of like the old school I like the old school movies but some of the newer ones one of my favorites is 13 Ghosts uh, yeah. so it's the remake uh, not the original in black and white the Nick Castle one but uh, I actually thought about doing that as a theme but kind of shine away from that one because some of the images that are in 13 ghosts aren't child appropriate. So I try to keep it clean just like this year for on bourbon street, I have a flasher flashing for beads, but it's a skeleton, (laughs) which makes it funny because there's nothing to see, but the adults get it. The kids don't get it, but the adults do. That's what makes it funny, but it's still, you know, child appropriate. Um, and going back, like you said, you learned a couple of things like, you know, the Rougarou and all that. That's what I try to do with all of my themes. I try to do, you know, put some history and education into it. Uh, like when I did my classic monsters, I did my whole um, garage door as uh, monuments, as crypts, and that. And had everybody's names on there, Bella Gosi, Boris Karloff. And, you know, I would tell everybody all about, you know, each person, you know, my diehards. I had, you know, only one person. I, I had like 36 of them. I said, name every single person what they did. And they missed one. So... Oh, but other than that, you know, I would tell everybody about that. And same thing with, you know, the classic monsters, because I had the Headless Horseman out there. And everybody's like, how is that a universal monster? I said, no, he was actually before the Universal Monsters. So because uh, Washington Irving wrote Headless Horseman in the 1800s, but that was before uh, the Universal Monsters came out. And then the Universal Monsters came out in the 30s and 40s. And the first screen appearance of the Headless Horseman was on Ichabod Mr. Toad, which was in 1941. Oh, on yeah. you know cartoons so that's how he kind of fit in at the same time frame as the universal monster so he was a classic monster in theory
0: <laughs> i remember the no. uh the garage mausoleum that was probably what or, or the the crypts anyways uh it was mm-hmm. two, two years ago i think was it or did you do it last year as well
2: uh last year was pirates and the year before that was the classic monsters
0: Okay, yeah, so. yeah, two years because we had come by two years ago. I know last year you guys had uh, offered up. Uh, here's a here's a tip to all you trick or treaters: king size candy bars. Um, if we if we came by on that on that Monday, I think it was, and uh, we it was just it started to snow, and my actors were like, let's just order a pizza and head inside. So, but we 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 didn't make it out to you that last year, but you're right around the corner, so we're gonna make it this year.
2: Um, what are your hours so that people can come out and see you guys? Are you guys already running? Uh, yeah, I came, I started a soft opening on October 1st. I always push for October 1st, uh, and run the whole month of October. So Sunday through Thursday is until 10 o'clock. So basically dusk till 10, or, you know, if I get out there around, you know, depending on when it starts getting dark. So around five o'clock, five to 10 or six to 10. And then on Fridays and Saturdays and Halloween open till 11 o'clock, depending. And if I got a lot of people out there and I'll stay open a little bit longer. So. Gotcha
0: that is uh that is exciting um you were at uh midwest haunters convention uh with us this year and we were talking about bubble foggers and you were telling me that uh you know that you had a couple of tips and tricks on those uh you were saying to just get the uh the the cheaper ones from spirit and then load it with dollar store bubbles was that right was it the bubble solution
2: yeah, the bubble solution. I got them from the Dollar Tree. They have the one liter bottles. I think I bought like six bottles that lasted me the whole season. But uh, yeah, that was a big hit for the kids. I'm, I was joking around last year. I'm like, I'll just get three bubble foggers, put them in the yard, and that's it. Kids will be ecstatic. But <laughs> couldn't do, couldn't do that. So I think, I and think then we're I even get that. To, Yeah, and then uh, what I do is I hit up Froggy's Fog because they have all their scent additives. You can put that in the bubble juice too, and then also in your fog. So when I do my displays, I try to hit as many senses as possible. I do sight, I do sound because I do atmosphere music. You know whatever my theme is, I match the music to it. Um, and I also do smell. So this year, in my cannibal barbecue shack, has a fogger in the grill that I built. Uh, so it actually steams and it actually has barbecue pit smell in it.
0: Nice. And then,
2: the, and then the rest of my swamp and that is swamp marsh. So. I haven't quite okay. figured out how to do taste yet without freaking people out. But yeah. everybody says I hand out candy on Halloween. I'm like, okay, I'll go with that. That's my taste
0: That's, That'll be your taste. Yeah, we don't want anything too gross. <laughs> That's yep. awesome, though. That is a really good idea. Yeah, I remember seeing that whole wall full of scents that they had at Midwest mm-hmm. Haunters. And it is a, a very nice touch. And it's going to make people hungry. And they're going to want to go to the village tavern right up the block. So you're actually giving
2: them uh, some some side
0: business right there.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Just like <laughs> when I had uh, my abandoned carnival, I actually had a popcorn machine with, you know, body parts and that in there and spray foam. I had popcorn scented fog and everybody's like, I want popcorn. I had cotton candy scented <sighs> bubbles and everything else. So, and everybody's like, do you have this? I'm like, no, it's just a scent. Sorry. It <laughs> so just like the circus. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. Well, that is awesome. Um, We've, we've covered, we've got your, your your times your dates um am i missing something here i feel like i am something big for you this year
2: um or even just in nope. general that's about it that i can think of you know i'm still put adding stuff in just like everybody's like oh when do you stop i'm like october 31st that's yeah. when i stop adding to the display other than that i keep going you know it's like oh man you know i could have did this you know let me do this or you know just keep adding to it. I just want to add a few more lights and I want to add a couple more things I thought of last minute. So, but yeah, so we are open weather permitting. You know, if it uh, gets too rainy or cold tonight, it will be dark. So,
0: awesome. And yeah, we it,
2: uh,
0: we'll make it And out then we actually
2: do, uh, you know, with all the joy that everybody gets, I'm like, you know, if you enjoyed the display, we do take donations. All 100% of the donations go to Orphans of the Storm, Animal Shelter, and Deerfield. That's a, nice. uh, I picked that one because it's close. Cause that's where I rescued my dog from. And then uh, we also collect non-perishable food for the Schomburg township food pantry. So we take care of everybody. And even on Halloween, I have candy for the kids. I have treats for the dogs and nice. usually something for the adults too.
0: All right. <laughs> that, is, so. that is awesome. Yeah. So you're another one. I know Steve does uh, the can donations as well. I got to get in on that. This is our last year and, uh, I guess this will be my announcement. Here is uh, we haven't listed it, and I'm already listed on everything. But uh, if anybody has any uh, non-perishable food items that they want to donate to, they can bring them on over, and I'll uh, I'll work with you and Steve to get those uh, to where they need to be. And that's a yeah, that's a great cause. I'm a big dog guy, so uh, I'm 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 there for the pooches as well um where are you listed i know of course you're on chicago haunt builders list and uh, haunted illinois but are there any others that they can find you on
2: uh yeah i'm actually on the haunted illinois chicago haunt builders i am on mykidslist.com i am also on chicagoparent.com uh so the chicago parent magazine and that so they Uh, have a list of the houses and most of them have contacted me, uh, you know, because we get the mail and my wife looks at the mail. She's like, this must be for you. And it's addressed (laughs) to the Halloween house at 1017 AG. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's me. And then actually, I know my house is part of a road rally. I found that out a couple of years ago, you know, people were driving up and running amok and I'm like, what the heck is going on? You know, they look like clown, clown car. Everybody's jumping out and running around looking and everything. So finally I asked somebody, I'm like, um, can I ask what you guys are doing? They're like, Oh, we're doing a Halloween road rally and your house is a must see on this. Must see stops on the thing. I'm like, Oh, cool. Well, apparently the person that does it comes out ahead of time because last year, I made a skull arch and I see people come up. I'm like, Road Rally? Yeah, road rally. And they start and they're sitting there pointing their I'm like, can I help you? They're like, Well, we got to find out how many skulls are in the arch. Oh, "Oh, did you make this? I'm like, Yeah. They're like, Well, how many skulls? I'm like, I don't know. I just adding bones and skulls until they wouldn't fit anymore. (laughs) So then I actually counted them and I'm like, Well, now you got me curious. (laughs) Ironically, it turned out to be 13 skulls in the arch. That's too Along with all the extra bones and everything else. So it was kind of cool. So, yeah, apparently they come out and they do, uh, you know, they do some due diligence and, you know, have everybody answer questions so they know that they actually did come here. But yeah. And I, you know, I get people all the time and I have this ladies group that comes in from Indiana every year. They're like, yeah, we come into Chicago for girls weekend and we always stop here. So it's really cool listening to, you know, stories like that of everybody that stops by. Not just the was, local neighborhood people and everything. So,
0: was that the bus full of women that came by? Is that the
2: lady? No, it's just like uh, you know, three ladies that come by. You know, and they just drive in for the weekend from Indiana. They stay in Chicago, but yet they come all the way out here. You know, and then the they months. you know spend the rest of their, and they spend the rest of their time in the city. So yeah,
0: not too bad. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's it's yeah. funny you bring all that up because we had that uh road rage, their um you know, road race thing going on over here too. And they're uh when they when they pulled up their objective here was to find the creature defending the house. And of course we have the 12-footer right in front and so they were just looking at our 12 footer marking it down and then driving away and all of our actors are out there and we're running over and we're stopping the cars we're like what is going on come through our actual haunted house and uh they were like no we're on a time crunch and then I realized okay yeah they have a limited amount of time to see these houses and then but like for for me and all the actors I was like all right if we see them pull up just run out there, let them know our hours and, or give them a flyer, tell them to come back when they're not doing the road race. So that they actually mm-hmm. get a chance to see our full display, because it's one thing I understand a lot of people can't come out on the nights that we're, we're running and get the full effect or, you know, fellow haunters got to come in the daytime just because they're running their own at night. But it's another thing for somebody to be doing like a, a scavenger hunt like that and then Mm -hmm. still not get to experience the whole thing it's like you have time after your scavenger hunt come come through see our whole entire operation because you look at us from the front and it's just a graveyard with the arch and a couple things in the front we have a special surprise for our front lawn this year that i can't give away yet on the podcast so people will just have to come visit us and then of course we have the whole uh, structure on the driveway but you can't obviously you can't see in it's just the haunted house mm-hmm. so uh, you actually got to come through and be brave enough to see everything that we have in store for everyone here at voodoo as well but we to, to go back to that that group of ladies i think i've told it on the podcast before when we had all our actors on we had a group full of uh, 27 women come through in a party bus and uh <laughs> That was interesting because they were very inebriated by the end of the night. And we had a couple instances going back to your lady who peed her pants. We had a couple of instances where a lady was, um, willing and ready to just drop her drawers in any room in my garage and in my backyard. And I was like, no, you can't go here. <laughs> that is not a bathroom. So yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's hope for that to not be the case this year. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But yeah, that's awesome that you're listed on everything. Um, I'll Also, everybody double check those hours, get out there, see Fear of the Dark and his Voodoo on the Bayou experience this year. Um, are you going to get a chance to go out
2: and see much of everything else or are you locked down doing your own? Uh, I'm going to try to get out and see some of them. Uh, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays are my biggest times. So that's when I stay home and I entertain because I usually get up and uh, – get dressed up in costume for the theme. So I'm going to try to get out to some of the other haunts, uh, you know, earlier in the week, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays and that. Um, so there's a lot of them that I've always wanted to see. I finally just got out to gyms last year after how many years. So
1: yeah. Yeah. I think oh, the yeah, farthest awesome. I went
2: last year was Carol stream and that's not saying much for, for being here in Schomburg. So I want to hit down by Lockport and all that, and even head out to Palos Hills and, So, but yeah, I'm hoping to get some, get out to see a lot of them this year.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Well, come on by, by us. We'll, we'll swing by you. My one uh, friend and fellow voodoo actor, uh, Julia, her grandmother lives over by you. So she's always passing by. She's like, he's got his stuff up. So she's actually our surprise on the front lawn, but that's all I'm going to give as far as that. So everybody will have to just come and see us uh, in person to see her, her whole show. But um uh, it's been it's been great. Thank you for hopping on. Um,
2: oh, thank you we, for having me.
0: We will come see you, and uh, hopefully by the end of October, I will be able to. Uh, we're we're splitting October into two episodes, as the viewers are and listeners already know. But uh, we'll be able to hit everything that we planned on hitting, and uh, come together in November and say thank God that that's all over now. Let's get to the shindig in in January.
2: <laughs> yep, sounds good. All cool. right. Thanks, well, I Mike. I will talk Appreciate to you soon, it.
0: Chad. Thanks for dropping on with us.
2: All right. Take care.